I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Weigh In Wednesday, where we weigh in on everything maintenance, which is a totally different conversation, of course. As always, joining me today, Odette, the manager of our mindfulness, maintenance and mindfulness group. Kim, our manager of our weight loss group. Hello, ladies. Of course, all three of us at different stages and phases of our journey. I've obviously maintained my weight for like 30 years. Odette, for what, a year? Yeah, about just over a year, almost 18 months. Yeah. Yep. And Kim, uh, Kim had lost her weight and she had maintained for a while. And then you're back to lose more, I think. Yes, Kim. I am. Yes, I am. All right. So where are we at? What's the, what's the topic of conversation this week? Well, definitely mindfulness. Cause I had a minute today and, you did. I, wanted, and I thought if I'm having a minute, I think I remember. Okay. So, <laughs> Do I need wine for this? I should have got wine I, for this. I, I, yeah. I almost had wine and poor Kim was at the other at the other end of my minute this afternoon when we had a quick meeting. So I wanted to talk about today the conversation that happened in the spill the tea yesterday at the very beginning when we were talking about our um our inner voice and what it would sound like and what it would say. So that was already on my mind. Yeah. And I went to make my lunch today and I wanted warm food and I was feeling super lazy. So I didn't. I made a salad and it, you know, it looked great. I put like hummus on it and olives and it was amazing. And I came in, I checked in with Kim for a meeting and I was mad, like I was annoyed. And I sat there, I'm like, the salad, I don't want this. Like, why am I eating this? Like my body told me it wanted warm food. I ignored it and I made yeah. this salad and now I'm mad. And now I'm hungry because <laughs> I was like eating it and then I left it. <laughs> and I thought that inner voice is there. And we just, I just chose not to listen to it. And I thought if I'm, you know, and I already wanted to talk about this. So yeah. when we're talking about, you know, what would you, what does your inner voice say? Like, why don't we listen? And, or why do we only listen to the negative stuff? Like, you know, why didn't I trust that that's what my body wanted? And I should have gone with that. 
Yeah. I mean, why didn't you just go with what you wanted? Maybe because like you said, you were lazy and just like, oh, I'll do something quick. But so just yeah. to put this in context, we have um, our spill the tea segments over in the weight loss program. Of course, people in the maintenance group and people in the pod who listen by way of podcasts have access to those. So I highly suggest it was a great conversation, but we kicked it off with Bev and Charmaine doing kind of, they do this 90 minute weekly recap. And in it, um, Charmaine was talking about how she calls her inner voice Bev. Like she actually has given her, her inner voice a name. And this is where I said to Kim, like, what's your, what's your inner voice's name? Is it even a her or a him or a they? Like if you could give them a personality, <laughs> mine would be really fucking annoying for sure. Uh, she'd yeah. be, <laughs> she'd be as, as annoying AF because I feel like she doesn't shut up. But also at the same time, I'm super appreciative of the voice because it's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me mm -hmm. self-reflective. It's like, it makes me so self-assured that voice. Cause it is so strong and is so annoying. You know, like even when I'm in a pissy mood, it's almost like I can't even stand myself. I'm just like, Oh my God, why are you in such a cranky mm -hmm. mood? You know? And then I'm asking myself and like, Oh, I need to eat something or, Oh, I'm just, I'm really tired or whatever that is. Right. But I think if you give a name to that voice, it'll help maybe, especially if your voice is negative all the time. And it's like, mm. you're the grouch that might be some, like if you were to stop right now and name your inner voice, what would it be? Like what, what, what name would you give it? Well, today she was smarty pants Sally because she knew what she wanted and she told me what she wanted and I chose not to listen. I think on some days she might be salty Sally or sometimes it's a little kid. I mean, but that's who today she was smart today and she was telling me, um, you know, what she wanted, but yeah. I just, I, I didn't listen. And I was like, I can't believe I didn't listen to her because she knew. <laughs> Yeah. And then other days she is, she is annoying for sure. She's salty. What about, what about you, Kim? Did we even come up with a name for yours? No, we didn't. Yesterday we decided she was going to be salty. Um, Shalane did suggest that we could call it Shalane because she feels that, that she's that voice in my head. But actually after having Shannon on yesterday on the spill the tea, when she said her voice is Shannon and she knows it's her and it's her mm. from yeah. you know, the actual her versus the outside her. And that really resonated with me that, that, you know, that inner voice is the actual me. And when I'm not listening and I'm not honoring myself, that's, that's not me. That's some sort of an exterior influence, like me being too lazy to put my lunch together properly or something like that. That's mm. really trying to convince me otherwise. So I kind of started thinking, I think my inner voice is actually me and all of the rest of it is noise. Mm. Oh, isn't that so huge? Because we think honestly that like that we can't trust that voice. That's not the real voice. And that's not something we can trust when in reality it's really us that's being influenced because we're worried about this or worried about that or, you know, all those things when really that voice, internal voice is the real, like that is the real Gina. This one's mm -hmm. just like, I don't know what this one is. Oh my goodness. That's mind blowing. So then, yeah. then, our, then this is a conversation about trust then. Yeah. It's it a is weird a conversation. conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's going all over the place. It is a conversation about trust because then I was I'm like, why am I angry? Am I angry? Cause I didn't trust that inner voice. Am I angry at myself that I just, you know, I chose not to listen when I know better and yeah, it really is learning to trust that voice, that trust, that voice is telling you, 
you know, you're going to choose the right thing. You're doing the right thing. You know, that one we choose not to listen to, or we don't trust as often as we, as you know, when we hear the negative, like you can't do this, you're not going to do this. You know, you're failing at this. Those, we let that voice be louder where we need to trust. You know, what's interesting there is like, when you say like, I didn't trust that I was hungry for that. That's what I really wanted. I think Mm -hmm. the feeling is the same though, where you, you trust maybe staying in a relationship or you trust making a choice. Mm -hmm. And then after you're like, I knew I shouldn't have made that choice. I knew I should have done this earlier. I think Mm -hmm. the feels are the same, whether it's about a salad or like a major life decision when you're in tune, you're in tune, right? It's not like your intuition is going to be any quieter when it's about a salad as it is about Mm -hmm. some major thing going on in your life. Mm -hmm. I I feel like too, it's a huge, it plays in with self-sabotage a lot too. When Mm -hmm. I think back about it, I think about, you know, I'll use the example of like a bowl of chips. I'll think, okay, we're going to be watching a movie. I want to have some chips with it. The kids are all, my stomach's telling me, no, you don't want Mm -hmm. chips. You just ate dinner. You don't need anything else. And I'm like, no, but I want those chips because we're watching a movie and they look delicious. I've had where I've taken some of the chips, like a handful or a dish or whatever, and had one. And I'm just like, oh, this doesn't even like, and it's like, I knew it. I knew it. I convinced myself that I needed to go and grab that because it was going to be yummy and it was going to taste good. And I knew I didn't want it, but I did it anyway. And, you know, other forms of self-sabotage, I think I do that too. I know before I go into it, what I'm getting into. And I convince myself that, you know, to kind of hush up, I'm going to do this anyway, you know? Yeah. I think we get it really backwards. I remember when I was young and, you know, people would tell me I'm selfish because I just did whatever I did, whatever I wanted and made choices that made me happy. And although maybe some people saw that as selfish or it wasn't easy for a lot of people who wanted me to maybe to make different decisions, I remember everything flowed. Like my life was easy because I was just doing what was right for me. And then I think you get into this, whether it be a job or relationships where you're constantly compromising, you have to think about other things, factor in, and then you you stop, and especially if you have kids and you're a mom, you know, you prioritize everyone and everything else above your own needs. And then you, you now to a point to such an extent that you're actually not trusting what you need, trusting what works for you, because I don't, whether it's just, we we're not used to doing that, or you, I don't know what that is. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I feel like you you don't trust yourself because you it, it almost makes you feel selfish. Like, how can I trust this inner voice if it's if it's telling me to do something, but then I'm feeling torn because I, I feel like I should be doing something else. Like, I I, yeah. I so you don't want to bring you don't want to feel selfish because you've been told if you're you know taking care of yourself or you are you know only prioritizing yourself that that's selfish. So how can your voice? that's telling you to do these things, how can you trust that when it's like totally contradictory to what, you know, you're hearing around you? That's the question. How do you do that? So how do we do that? <laughs> Everyone's like, no. like, okay. Like, <laughs> well, what, what the fuck do we do about that? I mean, I love the realization, even myself, I'm just thinking, wow, that's so fat. Like that is that introvertal voice is the real me. The rest is just, all my insecurities, all my things, and the, the million other things I'm thinking about. So how do you get to a place where you do trust that? And I guess this is a part of trusting that, you know, your body, when it's telling you when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, that that you get to a place that you trust that. Mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't until right now I recognize how problematic that is, how deep that goes. 
and how much harder, how much easier said than done it actually is. So what would be tips? What, how would people, I'm, I don't mind me, I'm eating truffle cheese. My yeah. my Gina inside me is telling me that I want this cheese with truffles. I'm on my veg snack here, so. Um, I think it's it really is, um, it, it is a little bit of a work in progress because you have to remind yourself of that time, like you said, Gina, like when you were younger and you were doing those things and you felt yeah. the most free and you were really listening and trusting and you felt, the, you know, you felt like your life was flowing and it felt like calm and comfortable, you know, reminding ourselves that, you know, our intuition is right. Our inner yeah. voice is right. You know, I think the more it's a habit, right? The more you tell yourself, the more you believe yourself, the more it's going to come and come naturally. And, you know, it, for me, it does happen far, few and far between. And then when I, today, when it happened, I was like, wow, like I really noticed it. It because, really slaps you, know, you in the face sometimes. Yeah, it slaps you in the face because you feel like you are at a point where you do trust and you do believe and you do know what, you know, what you need to do. And, and then you could have a moment and that's a great reminder that like, yeah, I, I, you know, I can do this. I can believe in myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me too, part of it that's hard is it depends on your upbringing too, you know, how restricted you were, how much you were allowed to trust yourself in your decisions. And I feel like I'm 48 now. I want to say like how many, I don't know how many years it's been since I started the program, three or four. I started to trust myself more since starting this program, not just because of the program, but because of where I was in my life and how I was taking ownership of things where I think for the first time ever, I trusted that gut that was telling me I could say no to something that I didn't want to do because, you know, you're brought up to feel like you have to do certain things. There's things that are expected of you. And it's just like that whole upbringing of finishing everything on your plate and not listening to that satisfaction level. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with you, the expectations that are put on you from, you know, when you're a kid right up to an adult is where that comes from. So probably the less free reign that you've had, it might be harder to do it. But I feel like this program in particular, or the weight loss program in particular, trusting and listening to my gut, like literally right down to like my hunger levels was the very first step in me listening to myself and trusting myself. And I've actually expanded it from there. So, you know, maybe baby steps, maybe today as you listen to yourself with what you're eating for lunch, but maybe tomorrow it's telling somebody, no, I don't want to go out for drinks with you. I'm going to have an Epsom salt bath and go to bed early yeah. tonight because my body's mm -hmm. telling me I'm tired. So maybe, you know, we, we work up to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I say this all the time and I've experienced with clients and they'll be like, what is going on? And once you kind of like tackle the weight loss part of it and a big part of the, the weight loss program is keeping your energy directed at yourself, focusing on what you need to do, you know, trying to figure out what you need. And it puts you in tune across the board with everything in your life, not just what to eat, when to eat, how much, but situations that work that don't work for you. And I think this is where you come to really realize that, that intuition is there, that gut instinct, that the fact that you really know what you need, you know, if something's not going to work for you, you know, if you don't want to do something, but you're going to do it because, oh, I feel bad if I do this. And what about this? And what about that? But you can, a lot of times I'll make decisions based on feeling. How would I feel if I did that? And then how would I feel if I did this? And as soon as I do that, I'm immediately like, oh, this feels like calm and relaxed and relieved. This feels like, oh, I'm doing it for other reasons. So that's how I do it. I think it's just a matter of people maybe recognizing what trusting them, 
maybe not learning to trust, but recognize when you are there and you are yeah. ready to trust what trusting yourself feels like, looks like, feels like. Yeah. This does it feel like that? Does it feel like that, you know, calm place with the occasional blip, you know, like, do you trust yourself most of the time? And then when you have that moment and you don't, that's an aha moment. We're like, oh my goodness. Like, I really do trust myself. I am there. And I'm just having a moment now as a, as a reminder, as a realization that, yeah, I can keep going. Yeah. Christine is uh, listening. Absolutely. The fear of falling back into old habits is real for sure. Trusting ourselves is huge. And yeah, I think it's not even, it is definitely not trusting that you're not going to fall back and into old ways, but trusting that you're there, like trusting you're here, like be here. You're here. You're actually here. You've mm -hmm. done this. You've got this. Do you know what I mean? Like this is it. You're here. And then just kind of maybe a different perspective when we talk about that, you know, that third stage of finally and forever is learning to trust, right? You, that you're here now and that you're able to do this and getting to learn what maintenance now looks like and feels like to you and trusting that um, maybe it's just trusting like you, you're already it, when you recognize you're already there, like you, you got this, you're already there. Oh, dad, you got this. Yeah. Right? I feel like I do most days. And then some days, you know, like anybody else, you, you, you know, regress, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's true. Like, and I do feel like that. I, to be totally honest and transparent, I feel like that, like, yeah, I got this. I'm here. I'm making the choices. I feel good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. And then, but it also turns into doing what I, what I want to do. So it is, it is really just, yeah. Like feeling that and trusting in it and realizing like, yeah, I do have this. So it's a confidence and a trust at the same time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You ladies, do, do you indulge more in how the fact that you've got here and it's amazing, or do we tend to dwell in the negative? Like, are we, are we really being here with our feels? Like, are we really embracing that and living that every day? Or are we more in a constant state of fear all the time? Like, do, do you know what I mean? I think I got to the the place where I myself, like I was like, it took a little bit though. I think that's part of that whole, you know, first stage of, of and solidifying, you're not weight loss, you're solidifying your mindset as well with that time, taking that time to get to know your body, get to know how it feels to actually be at your goal. And that's something that, you know, for me with my dieting where I had been able to lose a ton of weight and then like within a month, it would all come back on 
on again, you know, month and seeing that three months where my weight has stayed the same was huge for me and trusting like, oh, hey, wait a second. I'm actually doing this. I'm not trying. Like at some point I transitioned from trying to maintaining my weight. And that's where that solidifying your weight loss part is so important. Yes. I, I first of all, I'm going to use that. I think I'm going to write, uh, uh, I'm going to write something about that. Oh, oh, dad, for the maintenance group, solidifying your mindset. Yeah. And Marcy, right. Marcy's like also trusting that our bodies want all the good things in life that we can offer it. The old narrative mm -hmm. doesn't work moving forward one day at a time. And that that narrative isn't a physical thing. It's a, it's a mental mindset thing. So solidifying your mindset, Woo! oh my goodness. And then recognizing when you're there and being able to trust it, right? Oh, love this conversation. All right. Yeah, Do you I, have anything else we want to talk about today? Or yeah, we just well, actually talking about mindset, we actually had a member um, that was asking today, or maybe it was yesterday when the poster went up that they made um, a comment that they, they, they're feeling great where they are. They're at home. They do, they're doing their day to day. They do really well. They feel good. And then they go on vacation or a celebratory weekend comes and it's like, it all breaks loose. So okay. it's not a decision that, um, that they necessarily are, are feeling bad about. Like they're eating all the things they're drinking all the things, but they're doing it because they want to, they know they're doing it. And, um, and they want to know, is this like, is this, ever going to go away? Like, is this when I know I have a celebratory weekend coming or if I'm going away and I, am I ever going to feel like I need to rein it in? Like, I can't just do all the things. I can't just drink all the things. And I thought this really came down to like mindset and associations. Like when you go on vacation, you go away and you're like, I'm going to have the best time ever. And the yeah. best time ever includes eating all the things and drinking all the things, but it doesn't make me feel good. So where does that, where does that, you know, where does that shift? Where does that mindset shift from, you know, breaking loose, doing all the things, eating all the things, but then also still wanting to feel good. And how do you, how do you take that association? You know, a, how do you break that association that being away means you have to eat and drink and do all the things. So I've gone on vacations where um, I've eaten all the things, drank all the things, and I've gone on vacations. Like, for example, um, uh, Tony and I went away at uh, for the New Year's, and it was his, his birthday is January 1st, and we were in bed at 7 o'clock New Year's Eve. Like, we had they had fireworks on the beach. They had a whole big thing set up, and we were literally in bed at 7. Mm -hmm. Like, I went, um, I got up in the morning and I worked out. I went and swimming every night. I went swimming. Um, there's a pool right outside our thing. So I went swimming and it was really about my intention on mm -hmm. that trip. And my intention on that trip was to enjoy good food. Like, man, we had some really good, they had these onion rings at this, this lunch place every day. I mean, it, they just serve like three really, but the big ones, you know, and I, I just like, mm -hmm. I ordered them like that. I would, we'd order so much food. Um, and I would really enjoy it. Um, so my intention on that trip was to really relax, not to party. And I didn't drink a lot, but I really wanted to enjoy the food. So and I kind of knew in order to feel good enjoying the foods, I would have to move a little bit more because uh, it wasn't about managing my weight. It was about making me feel good. So I think when you go away on a trip, you want to make choices that make you feel good. Sometimes it's having the margarita. Yeah. Like if you're a foodie and you're good, like I went also on a trip, for example, um, to, to Rome and 
I ate all the things. I ate the pizza and the pasta. My belly was so bloated. I was walking around half the time going like, whoa, but that's what I was there for. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was like, you know, was it worth it to indulge in all of that because it was so good. And I wanted to eat 10 more pizzas and two more orders of pasta. Like literally I ordered two orders of pasta in a restaurant because it was so good. But so it's kind of knowing what you're doing, not like being fully aware of what your intention is. I don't think there's anything wrong. This comes back to how we use food. We use food to celebrate and to have fun and to enjoy and show love. So it could be issues and associations. Like this is your one chance to eat everything. That is a real thing. I remember like I my, my ex, for example, he didn't come from a lot of money. And so when he had money, he would like spend all of it because he thought it was just, you know what I mean? Like that was his one time or we go shopping and he'd have to buy all the things. I'm like, you know, we, like you can come back to the mall. Like that was like a real deep associations where they, they had to, that's my one chance to eat the food. So it also could be the way that you're framing it. You're a fucking grown up. make mm -hmm. eat what you want when you want, but you also have to, is the feeling of eating foods and feeling crappy afterwards ever going to go away with certain foods? No, because they always made you feel like that. Chances are you just felt, felt so crappy all the time. You'd ever notice. So now that you get a taste of feeling really good, whenever you eat those things, they're always going to make you feel bad. But if it's worth having and you really want to have it and for whatever reason it's bringing you joy, then go for it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not, like your friend's wedding, whatever you want. If you're nothing wrong with looking forward to the food, nothing wrong with wanting to eat and drink the things. I think if that's your intention and then you're also ready to deal with the aftermath of that and then not freak out and then punish yourself because of the choices that you made. That's the part that where it gets really messed up is when you make a choice, it's bringing you joy and then you punish yourself and you get back and I'm a loser and I'm fat and I'm, you know what I mean? That's my thought. Anyway, ladies, what do you think? Yeah. I think, you know, when you're away too, just choosing your moments, even like you said, if you're away and you've got like this dinner, you're really looking forward to, um, you know, maybe I'll focus on having that high protein breakfast, getting in some snacks during the day, making sure I drink some water and maybe have a light lunch, like, you know, salads, some grilled meats, some vegetables or something, because I want to have that big pasta dinner. So rather than just be like, I'm going to eat all the things all day, if there is that one, you know, we talk about it in the weight loss group too. If there is that one meal you're going to make sure you get everything else in that day, feel good about the rest of the mm -hmm. day. And then you really can sit down and enjoy that meal because you haven't really sloughed off you know, the rest of the day, you're making choices to make you feel good. The rest of the day, that one meal, that big meal, or just even that full day, if you're away. I remember I was in um, Puerto Vallarta and we went on an eating tour of Old Town mm -hmm. Puerto Vallarta. And it was literally street trucks with tacos. Like we knew we were going into that day. Yeah. We were eating from morning <laughs> till night, all of the things it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it was a once in a lifetime chance for us to do yeah. something like that. And so I had got up in the morning, I had some fruit, I actually had greens with my breakfast. This was I think even before I had done your program and stuff and had a hard boiled egg for breakfast and drank a bunch of water before we left, ate yeah. all the things all day and came back. It was dinner time when we had our last one and didn't eat again. And I woke up the next morning and I felt fantastic. I yeah. just went about my day. So yeah, I ate the things all day, but I sort of, 
I didn't make that derail the whole week away because I was going to be eating all day one day. I, yeah. I kind of picked and choose when I was going to indulge. And if something looked worth it, I would. But if we just happened to be someplace and everybody was having it and I didn't feel like it, then I didn't indulge those times. So I think that owning those choices can make you feel mm -hmm. good about it too and can make it easier and have less of an impact on it because you're not feeling out of control if you're owning that choice. Yeah, I love that, owning that choice, because I feel like this, you know, the member is, she's saying, I'm going away, I'm choosing to do these things. And then if she's coming home and she's not, you know, you're not ragging on yourself and you're just going back into your regular routine in your day to day, then that's okay. That's okay that you made those choices on your vacation, you know, and if you were fine with it and you come home and you carry on and you can remember that time and like, how amazing was that weekend? How amazing was that week away? I think it's it's the association of being able to you know do those things enjoy it and then come back and just carry on and keep going not right feel guilty. yeah yeah not feel guilty if that's part of your enjoyment you know having those foods indulging in those foods once in a while you know when you recognize it you know and you're able to move on i think that's a pretty significant moment I like Valerie here. I'm finding that I'm enjoying the trips better now with more balance. In the past, I went on vacation with the all or nothing mindset. I felt guilty and physically like crap. That's not a vacation. Now I find better balance and enjoy my time away more. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's about making new associations with mm -hmm. who you are now, what works for you now. You know what I mean? How your relationship with yourself and your relationship with food. So really, it's an opportunity to really get to know yourself and figure out what works for you. Hey, if you want to go on a trip and eat your face off and drink your face off, just mm -hmm. make sure you enjoy every single bite, every single moment. Don't rag on yourself. Make it worth it. And you come back and your weight is up 10 pounds. You have the tools and the skills to help your body recover from that. You know what I mean? All the stress of overeating and whatever and all that's going to take a while for your weight to come back down, but your body's not looking to gain weight. It's just equal and opposite reaction. Then you get back at life and like, then you do it again in another three months, six months, whatever. Like if that, if you love doing that, then go do that. Right. I think it's all about that intention and then learning what works for you now. I think a lot of times we go on vacations, we're so stressed and we're always on a diet. We look at this kind of like, it's a pause in our life, right? So to me, if you, if you feel good or make choices that make you feel good, whether it's having the thing, not having the thing, you can't go wrong either way, I don't think. Mm, and you have to learn yeah. how to, you have to learn your, your to li live a life around food in a way that makes you happy because that's a big part of losing weight is that we use food for so many things including to bring us joy mm -hmm. yeah and i think thinking about why if you go on vacation and you feel like you go out you're out of control or off the rails what maybe thinking about what makes you do that and exactly like you mm -hmm. said the associations of just letting loose and if you're you know been on a diet forever and that's what you think when i go away i eat all the things and when i'm at home i'm good then uh you know making a change to that. You know what? I, I think that we should totally test this theory and do a big Livy loser. I don't know. Trip vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> see if you want to eat all the food or not. Write that down. Write that down. I think we just organized a big trip and we test it out. Now we see how we all yeah. make out. Eh, Tony? I yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I would be on board for that. I think we could all use a vacation, right? Members too. Look, look how far they've come. 
On that note, we do have to go. What's I mean, I could I love all these different conversations. I think it's so important not just to have them in surface conversations, but I mean, we might not to come to any solid answers or realizations today, but I think it kind of it sparks those aha moments and gets mm -hmm. you thinking about things differently. And that's like to your point in solidifying your mindset, you have to start thinking differently. You know, you're a lot of your thoughts are, are tied to habits and your old way of doing things and thinking things and all that. And this is really an opportunity to kind of rewire all that uh, mentally as well. Um, what do you got coming up the rest of the week? Uh, so tomorrow we're encouraging everyone to take a little break. So it's been a moment here in Southern Ontario. I don't know. And I know in Kim and BC too, it's the weather's been crazy and we've all been, you know, just, you know, minds have been going and we're all busy. So tomorrow we want to encourage our members to take a break. So we're going to give you some tips to take a break. Um, and then next week, we actually have a guest coming on on Wednesday um, who's been in maintenance for a little while and has done, you know, really worked movement in different ways. You know, she always worked out before, during weight loss and now in maintenance. So how that looks for her. So I'm really excited to talk about her. And then, you know, looking further down, we have a spring break week and a St. Patrick's Day week coming up. So mm -hmm. we're going to try and do some fun things. Yeah. I love it. So fun. I mean, I did a shout out in the group this week telling people how I'm looking for topics that they want me to write on. Start, you and I have talked a lot about content for this group. So we want to start kind of building up the content in the group. I want to get back to doing what I love, which is like writing content and posts mm -hmm. and all of that, especially with what I've learned after all these conversations. Okay, on that note, yeah. we do have to go. I feel like the ladies are in. They're like, start the plane. <laughs> <laughs> um everyone joining us today uh thanks everyone until next time we'll see you then bye okay bye this message comes from bof sponsor ebay you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.